0: Welcome to the Power of Love Show, sponsored by the D.D. Jackson Foundation, where we shine a light on loss and grief and how it impacts our lives. We are here to provide hope, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in their grief. Enjoy the show. Thank you for joining us today. Today's date is May 26th. Uh, this is the Power of Love Show, sponsored by the D.D. Jackson Foundation. My name is Todd Jackson, and with me, I have TJ Jackson. And with me oh, is that I- what? <laughs> Sometimes, still, my name. (laughs) Well, we're only one letter away, so yeah, that's true. I I have my big bro, Todd Jackson. Uh, we are live on the Power of Love show. So, right now, if you are watching us on Facebook or YouTube, thanks again for joining, or you could be listening to us on a podcast on one of our favorite uh streaming platforms, whether it's Apple, Spotify. Uh, Google Podcasts, whatever it is. We just want to thank you guys for listening to us. We want to remind you guys to subscribe to us. And if you are really enjoying it, to leave a review. So with that said, Taj, uh, we should do our disclaimer now. Uh, We are not licensed therapists. We are just ordinary people who have experienced loss in our lives. We've been impacted by it. And we have learned from it. Saying that if you need professional help, we urge you to seek it and to find it. Do not. I remind you, do not just rely on us. So, Taj Jackson, um, tell me, how was your week? How, how's how's baby uh, my niece doing? Have we have we <laughs> delivered a name yet? Where are we at? We, on we've
1: this? come. We have a name, but we're not going to announce it here. Right okay, we're gonna announce it. Yeah, but we uh, do have a name now. And, okay, uh, good. And Grandma knows the name. So, okay, that's, good. That's good. the most important thing.
0: How are how are you guys all doing?
1: Good, TJ. Just no sleep. You know, it's been very, it's been pretty hard. Two be, two kids or two babies is is a juggling act, and I've never, (laughs) as I said before, I've never been good at juggling. So,
0: well, you know, I, I like I've said to you many times, and to anyone that will listen, one plus one in baby world, when you're when we're within three years, is not two. It's like three point eight. That's that's the number I'm at right now. Sometimes it goes up to three point (laughs) nine, but, uh, you know. You are, you are a blessed man. and, and Yes. Uh,
1: well, they make them so cute to the point where that's like,
0: <laughs> you know, I think that's the trick of
1: it. Like they're so cute that it's like all's forgiven when you, you get frustrated or tired or what else. You just look at them and you're like, okay, you know.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. like a
1: great equalizer.
0: Well, um, Taj, I should say in my life, um, not, has, not too much has been happening. I am preparing for the longest road trip I've ever done. Um so yes. How Uh, long? Well, at least three and a half, four weeks. I don't even want to say that amount of time in the car. Um, but uh the plan is to go all the way, you know, from Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, uh, Oklahoma, Texas, uh, I believe it would be Arkansas, Tennessee, Missouri, Nebraska um, I'm missing the one next, but Colorado, Nevada, that we're doing them all. We're doing wow. them all. So before things completely, I guess, go back to normal, um, mm-hmm. and the kids are back in their sports and, and doing that life. Uh, we felt it was a good time for them to, to That's really see, cool. see the States and, and spend time with their family one last time. So real quick, are you, are you, Doing in a motorhome, or are you just doing it in a car? Taj, I don't know yet. We we're looking at different options. Uh, we don't know yet. We okay. we aren't leaving till another week, so we mm-hmm. have time, but this weekend we'll know that answer. Okay, cool. So I'll share it next week. But that is enough about you and me, my bro. Uh, we have now we've had amazing guests on the power of love show. Um, as as our community knows. Um, I have to say, this guest. I am super excited for because mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to learn a lot. And this is something I desperately need. I've gained so much weight. I've become a sugar addict. And uh, this guest is going to, to help us, uh, at least help me, hopefully, get through my, my needs. Anyway, so today's guest is the founder of SugarAddiction.com and the Quit Sugar Summit as well as the past chairman of the board and current board member of Addiction Institute, Mr. Michael Collins. Michael has been completely sugar-free for over 30 years and has worked closely with others to help them regain their lives that have been ravaged by this addictive product. Michael has also been in recovery for substance use disorder for over 35 years. His book, The Last Resort Sugar Detox Guide, was rated number one in healthy living on Amazon. Nice. So with all that said, here today to discuss his road to recovery is the one and only Mr. Michael Collins. So everyone, please welcome Mr. Michael Collins to the Power of Love show. Uh, Michael. Hey, gentlemen. How, how, are, how you? are you? So um, first of all, thank you for joining us. Um, I have an unhealthy relationship with sugar um, and the fact that you are sugar-free, now let me let me ask this. Is this natural sugar-free, completely sugar-free, or you do natural
2: <laughs> sugar-free, or natural sugar? You're opening Pandora's box right <laughs> off the bat here, and uh, we, we'll have to ease them into that part of it. I, 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 it's not a okay. mystery, but the, the the offending molecule is fructose, and there is uh, a lot of fructose in some, quote-unquote, natural sugar. So.
0: Yeah, Okay. Okay. All right. We'll ease into all that. We'll ease into that. It just blows me away uh, <laughs> that that you are able to stay or do this sugar free thing for all these all these years. So prior to going on sugar free for thirty years ago when you started, you entered recovery for substance use and have been in recovery for thirty five years. Yeah. So, firstly, congratulations uh, from on behalf of both of us in our in our foundation. Uh, secondly, can you tell us how you came to that decision and what that experience was like?
2: sure the uh, you know it's almost like interrupting the story it's funny because you know I think later on maybe we'll talk about the sugar being the first drug that I had uh, as a child but When I ran into beer at 14 or 15, I realized that changed my state. I realized that it would give me um, liquid courage. We used to call it back then. I don't know they still call it that. But, you know, I was shy and and I couldn't talk to girls, but we would drink out behind the high school and then all of a sudden I could go in and talk with girls and and have a good time at the dance. And uh, so fast forward, I uh, got sober at 28. And really, I mean, wrecking cars and working in the largest nightclubs in the state and you know, I, I, it was it was just basically the party of the time. You know, I had stopped drinking early, but I was still using drugs, and uh, I, you know, it was just it was just awful, really. I mean, I wasn't fulfilling any potential that I had, and uh, I did walk into a meeting of a twelve-step meeting, and and those folks helped me a lot, and I have uh, fashioned, if you will, the evolution of what I call the evolution of the the. Peer recovery movement um, uh, in in helping people with their sugar. So yeah, it was uh, it was tough. I mean, everyone in my family is still kind of afflicted with it a little bit, and it's hard. And you know, it it was back then, and still is a little bit stigmatized. Where you know people say, why don't you just stop? Why don't you just quit drinking? Why don't you just not drink so much? Or why don't you, you know do drugs, You know, whatever. But addiction is addiction, and in, in the last five years, the brain science has really exploded in understanding why people have this compulsive need to re-ingest sugar or to use drugs and alcohol. And it truly is just like uh, cancer or high blood mm. pressure or whatever. It's a brain disease, and it and, and it's really just affects the brain. And now the the now the MRIs are getting so sophisticated, we can actually see it on graphs. So. Yeah, my life, I mean, I, there's no way I would accomplish, I live, I've had an amazing, and still have an amazing life. And I owe it all to uh, walking into one of those meetings and kind of looking at myself in the mirror and said, this, is this the way I want to spend the rest of my life? I mean, I think one of the bottoms was wetting the bed at, uh, in Mm. my late 20s, you know, you wake up and you're, you know, you're soaking wet and you, you know, because you drank so much, you didn't realize it, you know, I mean, there's just Mm. a lot of uh, pain, and, you know, I come from an alcoholic family, and it, I don't believe it runs in family, I, uh, like, biologically, or, uh, but I do believe that you are taught, you know, I wanted to be like mm. my father, and my father was a, he was a drinker, you know, that was mm. his thing, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, it, it's, it's tough, but uh, um, I, it's doable for anybody that uh, uh, wants to stop that way of life. So,
0: um, and and we should also remind our our community if you have any questions related to sugar or addiction in in those sense for Michael, please feel free to ask um now I have Mike, a yeah Taj. um
1: Michael, did you have people um before you walked into that like 12 step um thing to listen or whatever did you have people just um trying to reach out and stuff like that or?
2: Mostly my mother,
1: <laughs> you know. She saw a pattern probably. Yeah,
2: yeah, and it's like, uh, I mean, there's this old saying, I mean, you guys have probably heard it, but uh, you always kind of rationalize it. I mean, it's strange mm-hmm. that one of the symptoms of both sugar addiction and uh, drug addiction is uh, denial, right? It's mm-hmm. like you deny that you have it. You can always rationalize that this line, I'm not as bad as this person, right? I mean, I had a house, I had a job, uh, albeit, you know, the largest nightclub in the in the state, uh, I was peddling my products. I was very close to the product, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, it was, you know, you feel like, well, the guy under the bridge, he's really an alcoholic, you know. Oh, mm. So, you know, you don't want to ever admit it. So, um, and I would basically rebuff anyone who would actually try to talk to me about it. Mm. Uh, mm. One time in college, I literally just passed out sitting there smoking pot. And I'd been drinking, you know, that night, and I just literally collapsed and fell down. And, mm. you know, all these guys that I drank with, those guys got a little scared, you know? Mm. And, I, you know, I just kind of blew it off. I didn't drink for a day, whatever. Well,
0: how okay. did you, Michael, how did you decipher between quitting alcohol versus quitting sugar?
2: Yeah, no, that's a great question. And it really is a, um, uh, it, there are, they're related. And, and I believe that with all my heart in that when I quit, uh, drugs and alcohol, I literally went right back to the sugar, the sugar of my child, the sugar I was raised on. Um, there's a great video on YouTube. Uh, Eric Clapton is talking with Ed Bradley of 60 minutes, right? Uh-huh. They're sitting in his $7 million Antigua treatment center and Eric Clapton, you know, or Ed Bradley says to Eric Clapton, he says, so, so Eric, This addiction thing, it started with heroin, right? And Eric Clapton says, no, Ed, it started with sugar. Mm. I was eating bread and butter and sugar sandwiches at five years old to change my state. Now, remember that phrase, change my state, because he realized, he didn't realize, he realized it in hindsight, like I did, that this substance was enabling him to feel just a little bit better, just for a few minutes. And like cocaine or any other drug, that only lasts about 10 or 15 minutes. And then you're chasing the high again, mm. right? You're chasing the peace, peaceful feeling that it throws off again. So, you know, the answer to the question is, is they were analogous to me when I got sober simply because I was so drawn to it. I had to have it. I wasn't eating any real food, pizza, pasta, um, sugary drinks. I was drinking 16 ounce Mountain Dews six or eight of them a day that's the wow. sugar and the caffeine as at the time before energy drinks the highest caffeinated beverage on the market wow. and so in my you know in my 50s or or in my 20s 30s I was like acne all over my face and I was tired all the time and and I was a thin athletic guy and I had gained quite a bit of weight you know so mm-hmm. I could see it very clearly and and all of my fellows in recovery those folks were, Gating, like, you know, forget about the freshman 15 in college. This is like the freshman 50, Mm -hmm. just like that, putting that weight on, going to these, uh, going right back to the sugar. So it was not an easy decision for me, but it was pretty quick because it was so obvious.
0: Yeah. Uh, Cheryl has a great question for you, uh, Michael. She asks, what can you use in place of sugar if you want to quit sugar?
2: Yeah, no, it's uh, (laughs) a lot of times people want, a food plan and an exercise plan. They think that there is some relation. And, and what we try and do is to move you away from sweetness in general, uh, because your taste buds will literally adjust and you know carrots will taste sweet, peppers will taste sweet, macadamia nuts will taste like candy. And if we can move you away from it, that will stop the cravings. The goal is to stop the cravings, not to replace sugar sweetness, right? And what I ask people to do is very, very simple. I just asked them, I don't know if you guys ever heard of a scratch test, right? So a scratch test from an allergist is you go and they put these band-aids down your arm or whatever, and they scratch you with dust and ragweed and pollen and whatever. And if you get inflamed there, then, then you're allergic to that, right? It's a scratch test. Well, my scratch test is very, very simple. All I ask folks to do is give me 90 days. 90 days of abstinence from flour and sugar and caffeine and there your taste buds will readjust now look there's going to be some withdrawals okay it's not going to be easy it's gonna it, it, you're, it, you're going to be lethargic you're going to be you're going to have a headache probably definitely almost probably um you're going to be starving all the time there's a you know a new science out just recently that sugar for fructose in general and for your audience the sugar molecule is half fructose and half glucose, but it's the fructose half that creates this need, this craving, this desire mm-hmm. for more. And the new science says that it literally creates what they call foraging instinct, to eat more, to fatten up for, for, um, for hibernation and stuff for the winter. And so the science now in the last five years has just exploded to explain why this is happening, why people when they quit can't stay stopped. They can make 10 days, they can make 20 days, they lose a couple pounds, but they always fall back to it. And the reason they fall back to it is what Eric Clapton said, which is it changes their state. It makes them feel better about themselves. It's an emotional management tool that they've been using since they were children. Their mother used it on them. Their mother was busy, had other kids, handed you a cookie, pointed to the TV, instead of giving you a hug and say what's wrong. And so as we grow, as we evolve, we start to understand that worry, sugar, fear, sugar, scared, sugar. And this is a management tool that we carry into adulthood, and people never, never conflate the two. They don't put them together until I, I get my hands on them. I get, until I, stay, you know, I make them understand that it's not about the sweet treat. It's not about a substitute for it. It's about their emotional management system. Oh. Mm, that's great. Uh, Toria
0: asked, "How do you know you are addicted to the point where it's serious?" <laughs>
2: If you ask that question, <laughs> <And> <laughs> I, I, I know that's a bad thing to say, but uh, if you go to sugaraddiction.com and you and you, and you listen to this podcast, don't, there's a quiz there. You don't have to take the quiz because the, the answer is always internal. We always know, okay? And you can do the quiz and you can read up on it and you can do whatever, but you always know. And the, 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 the way that you know is because, Ice cream talks to you from the refrigerator. You cannot go a day when you quit in the morning just to lose a couple pounds. So you're gonna, I'm gonna quit for the week, and you cannot keep a promise to yourself. If you say no broccoli and no steak for a week, and you're like, I like broccoli and steak. Well, all right, I'll do it for a week. You a don't get craving. You well sometimes you do, but you don't really get cravings for. And you don't really ever break your promise. Usually, you can usually do that. With sugar, not so much. You can't really, it's like, and people can't explain it until we get into that brain science that I was describing. You know?
0: mm.
2: um, Casey wants to know, what's the
0: difference between caffeine and sugar? I love caffeine, but don't eat a lot of sugar.
2: Wired together, fired together. Write that down, Casey. Wired together, fired together. Meaning the neural pathways in your brain, since you were a child with chocolate, were fired at the same time. When you ingested chocolate, you ingested both caffeine and sugar, and the neural pathways that you use from what we're describing to manage your emotions um, had both. And so like Pavlov's dogs, if you end up with um, some caffeine, then your body's looking for sugar. People don't like my drug analogies, but if you're drinking beer, you're looking for whiskey. If you're drinking whiskey, you're looking for cocaine. You know, you're elevating, and the same thing happens with sugar and caffeine, because you have these deeply grooved neural pathways in your brain that are um, just associated with the product that you're ingesting at the time. And coffee has always got sugar; has always usually had sugar. Not everyone, but um, tea and 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 chocolate, of course. And so that's the reason the relationship is. Now, look, I always tell people there's about 10% of people that come to us who can, um, use caffeine, but I, we don't have long-term data on that. I don't think it ends well. I always like to tell the story, of an Olympic athlete that I work, this woman actually placed in the Olympics. Okay. She could do anything with her body, but we couldn't get her off with sugar. This Mm. is three or four years ago. And she, we, we started to delve back into it. And she had apparently been using caffeine since she was coffee now, not Coke coffee since she was 10 years old and her coaches gave it to her. Mm-hmm. And they obviously had to put sugar in it to give a 10 year old coffee to train more. And once she got litter of the caffeine, she was able to let go of the sugar, mm-hmm. but, the answer really is it affects the nucleus accumbens exactly the same way: dopamine, serotonin, norepinephrine, GABA, your adrenal glands, your, your, uh, even your, you know, uh, your uh, what do you call it? Endorphins. Everything is affected by both sugar and flour, or sugar and caffeine and flour. But
0: nice.
2: long answer. Sorry, case. No, nice. it's, really it's all helpful.
0: Uh, Sophia asked, "What's the best way to deal with sugar cravings? I, I get those." all the time. So this is a question I would ask too. How do we deal with sugar cravings? What, what would you advise us to do?
2: It's a good question. And uh, I mean, there are we are coming up with some supplements, L-glutamine um, and MTC oil. You know, a lot of that would help uh, those kind of amino acids and, and a good teaspoon of MTC oil. That'll help. I mean, as far as a, a physical product, if you want. But I think the best thing is to fall in love with the idea that I want to get back to what I call the fact or my factory settings how good can I feel mm. how good can I be um, what can I achieve uh, with the body that uh, you know God or the universe whatever your belief system is um, wanted me to have right just like the Olympic athlete like she just was, by this time she was a chiropractor she had kids and everything and the, she could see it in her kids and she didn't want to pass it on to her kids so the best way to deal with the cravings, sadly, is a little bit of cold turkey just to get to the other side. It'll mm. be rough, but if you have support and you got the right information, you can do it.
0: Um, I have a question for you, Michael. Yeah. Um, I've been having this battle with sugar my whole life. Uh, just recently, have I been engaged in trying to either limit or quit sugar? Um it hasn't went so, so great, but I, I, I'll i I'll put that on the pandemic. To <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be alone. Man. <laughs> but uh, my birthday is July 16, and I actually have a plan for July 17 to, okay. be, the, to be the start of my 90 days of no sugar.
2: Nice. So
0: my question to you is, A, what advice would you give me if I want to really start this and do this? Yeah. And then the second question would be is, or the second response I'd love from you is why I should do this. Mm. And you can answer it in either, either direct either (laughs) one. Why do I need to do this? And what's the best advice you have for me while I go into this?
2: Okay. So why you should do it is pretty simple. Just do a little research nowadays, you know what I mean? Just Google it. And because, it causes everything from diabetes to Alzheimer's, they're calling Alzheimer's diabetes three now, Um, joints and knees, everything hurts. Um, Metabolic syndrome, just an amazing uh, constellation of symptoms that is caused by too much carbohydrates in general and ultra processed carbohydrates for sure. Um, So that really, that part is well-known. What is not well-known is the second part of your question, which is how do I get off it? And A, but more importantly, how do I stay off it or stay sugar reduced? A lot of people, and this is, there's a lot of studies. As a matter of fact, the CDC did one on The Biggest Loser, if you know that television show, where they... Um, studied all of their contestants and all but two had gained all of their weight back and then some and this is 90 plus percent of people that that lose a large amount of weight gain it all back in the first year and then add some simply because of this what we've been discussing here today is that people try and do some diet substitution or some exercise substitution like they did on the show but they don't realize what I'm describing as their emotional management system has been co-opted, has been hijacked by sugar since they were probably in the womb, um, but definitely since they were children, and that they don't realize that they they maybe can get in a 30 or days or whatever, lose a few pounds, but sometime in the next year, a divorce, a death, a circumstance of some kind is going to come up, an emotional thing, career, finances that they're not going to be able to handle. And they're going to fall back to their old management system. Mm -hmm. And once you internalize this, once you journal it out, you start to realize, I always tell the story of a guy. Well, better than that, I'll tell a composite. I stopped telling the story of this guy because I always point to the people who've lost 100 pounds, 200 pounds, Put diabetes two in remission. Got off of SSRIs, meaning all kind of Paxil and you know depression medicine. And we have hundreds of these people. Of uh, and these people do not talk about the food. They do not talk about the exercise. They talk about that emotional management recovery process that they had to go through. So yeah. my only thing to you would be be aware that. It's not doing what you think it's doing. Those cravings. It's not. You're not trying to get a sweet treat in your mouth. You're trying to get a dopamine hit in your brain. Mm. And your dopamine will, if it's trained to get illicit sex or illegal gambling or whatever, it will go there. But right mm. now, you're trained to get your dopamine through through a, a, a sure. substance and not a walk or a hug. Or a call a friend, or yoga, or a massage. You're you're getting it through a substance. So, uh, thank you for that answer. By the way,
0: that was a great answer and, and has helped and helped me. Um, I'm like I said, doing 90 days. I'm confident I'm going to win this 90 days. I really am. But but let's say for those anyone out there, and and this is a question I liked from D, who doesn't think they can really quit quit sugar altogether. She wants to know what is a good amount of sugar a day if you can't give it up completely?
2: Yeah, again, I call this wiggle room, okay? People are, <laughs> people, <laughs> people are looking for a wiggle room, okay? And D, I, I know it's hard to accept, but I'll tell you the stats because I, like you said, I was the chairman of the Food Addiction Institute and we've studied these people for decades, okay? About a third of people, biochemically cannot ingest this product without creating creating these cravings, right? About a third of people, what we call harmful users, and because 85% of the food products in the shelf have sugar in it, they have gained about two or three pounds a year for the last 20, 30 years, and now they're 50, 60 pounds overweight. And so they're not, you know, they wanna get back to their high school weight, whatever. And then about a third of people are normal, right? Those people, they can, use small amounts of sugar. And so the only thing the scratch test does is figure out which person you are, mm-hmm. right? It, it'll it tell you, you got the 90 in. The 90 means 100% absent, no flour, no sugar, no caffeine. And it sounds daunting, but once you've done it, I've never, guys, TJ and I, right, Taj? Never had someone go back. Their skin is wow. clear. Now look, sometimes they slip, but they always come back too. Because we effectively screwed up their sugar, or, you know, their sugar use. Now these are usually uh, addict people with the addiction problem, the first turn or the harmful users, right? Never the normal people. We all hate them. They can have half a brownie, and just leave it. You know, we don't know how yeah. they do. <laughs> we don't know how they do that. So yeah, I mean, I, it's it's just a simple adulting kind of thing, right? It's mm-hmm. like. You would you you try a new game for 90 days, you'd try a new sport for 90 days, you'd try whatever. And you'd even try a new gym for 90 days, working out, prepping the iron, right? Just try this. I call it buying into Mikey's little fantasy. Yeah. And 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 I'll refund all the weight you don't lose and all the headaches <laughs> you don't have and all that kind of stuff if you want. You can just you can always on day 91, just go back. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Uh, that that um. So you you are saying are suggesting that perhaps once I complete my ninety days, I may not really have that need to have sugar, and although there may be a Snicker bar, I may not need <laughs> to eat three. I may just be able to have a bite.
2: So here's the thing, and this is interesting. It's the N one experiment. If you don't know what that is, meaning you you only have one person in the experiment, you. And so the only thing I ask you to do to get in the 90 days is to um, then try one thing. If it's a Snickers bar, it's fine. If it's uh, whatever it is, you know, uh, if you want to try something you didn't eat during that time, maybe uh, grains you cut off to potato, whatever it is, one thing at a time. Now, what we've done in 90 days is we've returned you to to the factory setting that God- I I love that
0: phrase, by the way, Yeah, factory
2: settings, love that. The the universe, God, evolution, whatever your belief system, it doesn't matter. Whatever you are, you are now back to that thing. Look, I can tell you the history why this happened. Before the 1950s, nobody was overweight. I mean, nobody was even, forget about obese, nobody was even overweight. There's pictures to prove this, right? Yeah. But the, the the guys went to war and they had to have K-rations, right? And so they made this portable food to, to give to the troops, right? Well, when the war ended, they didn't have anything to do. And the armament company, they went back to making steel and cars. These guys, they went on to make the processed food industry. So wow. here we are running smack into this. Um, our bodies are running smack into this industry that has only grown and since the 80s added the crack of sugar, which is high fructose corn syrup, and, you know, it's just the obesity rate has exploded, and it's, Mm. it's exploded because no one has pulled apart, dissected this idea that it is not, and I repeat, not eat less and exercise more. That's total BS. It doesn't mean a thing, it's all affecting your brain chemicals why you can't stop. And one of the byproducts of eating this product is weight gain. And that's what yeah. people are looking for first. We got a saying, come for the vanity, stay for the sanity, okay? Like, <laughs> I love that. You know, it's like like people, when they talk about their the rewards, the off-scale rewards, they very rarely talk about the weight. What they talk about is that their mind is better. You've got a brilliant mind. You've got a brilliant mind. You're, you know, you're doing great things in the world, getting this information out for other people um, on your podcast and different speakers and stuff. Your performance level, I can promise you, will go up 100% each, right? Wow. Uh, your, your, your mental processing ability, your memory your how you feel day to day, or your, your if you have depression or, or or lethargy or anything gone, you know that those are the things people remember.
0: That that's beautiful, and I'll predict for Taj, it would be more than t- more than a hundred, maybe two hundred, maybe maybe he'll <laughs> actually have a performance. Anyway, <laughs> okay, here's a, here's a question that has been uh, that is all throughout the comments. People are wanting to know about sugar. Um, what about sugar naturally found in fruit? Uh, I'll just read Susan's (laughs) question. She says, I know there is sugar in fruit. Uh, Is there any fruit that is okay to eat? We're back to Pandora's box. Okay.
2: (laughs) So I get a lot of pushback on this, a lot of pushback. And um, there's a YouTube video called, Is Sugar Good For You? by a guy named Dr. Gary Fetke, F-E-T-T-K-E. Who can? It's a 20 minute video explaining a lot better than I can. But the short version is, is there are some low glycemic fruits uh, berries, uh, for example, that we call, it's kind of like your methadone, it's kind of like uh, bridge foods we call them, borderline foods, where they, you can use these during the detox so that you're, you know, if you're really freaking out, and you will be, some some people will be, if you're really having a problem, then you can use these berries to, to get enough fructose to get you through, right, your methadone. So the answer is, in, in Dr. Becky's thing, we have hybridized fruits so much for the last uh, 30 300 years mm-hmm. a banana doesn't even look like what it used to an apple is like those little crab apples those little berries you see in, in the in the wild and not those big beautiful uh, blueberries you see right and it's they've been hybridized for fructose and what we're discovering in the split of the, the table sugar molecule the half fructose The fructose is the offending molecule. Mm -hmm. Now forget about fruit juice and don't give fruit juice to your kids, please. Forget about dried fruit. Matter of fact, the American Pediatric Dental Association, the American uh, pediatricians, and about three or four other doctor groups finally agreed no sugar-sweetened beverages to kids under Five and just now the food pyramid just came out that children under two should not have any added sugar. So this is like the first movement that the government, you know, because the government's food pyramid runs hospitals, schools, prisons, right? That says two year up to two years old no sugar. So they're finally coming around. The answer with the fruit is hard. I do get a lot of pushback. But I do suggest that you understand this. That'll bring that too much of that will keep the cravings alive and bring you back to the hard stuff.
0: Okay. Well, that's fair enough. Um, So, Michael, you've raised two children completely sugar free (laughs) from the womb to six years old. Um, So, for any of our listeners or, or community who may have or be pregnant, can you offer any tips on how to raise children in a no sugar, or at least a sugar-reduced, a highly sugar-reduced environment.
2: <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, and it's hard. It's going to be hard. Um, it, you know, it's really not easy um, in this society. We fought the Montessori school. We fought their own grandparents. We fought the parents of the kids' friends, because they thought we were depriving them of something. Right? Um, it's. We, I always separated TJ into two different things, right? And that is uh, people, kids that have never had sugar. And then kids who um, who uh, have already been exposed to it, and I believe that up to four or five or six years old, the kids aren't going shopping, and you can give them anything you want, and you know you can have pretty much good control, um, mm-hmm. even when they're with grandparents and at you know daycare, or whatever. So that part is easy, and I think wise, and especially with the in light of the new food pyramid and the and the and the new. Uh, uh, pediatricians and recommendations. So I think that's wise. Once they've been exposed, it's a little bit harder, but here's the thing. And this always gets people ever hear, ever been on an airplane. They say, put your own oxygen mask on first. Yes. This is exactly what you got (laughs) to do. Kids above five or six are brilliant. They're going to know where your stash is. They're going to know if you're saying, you know, do as I do say, and not as I do, they're going to know your call. They're going to call BS, even though they don't even know that word. You know, they're gonna know that you are not paying attention. They're gonna literally they're gonna be able to smell chocolate on your breath. Mm. They can they can tell that's how smart and aware they are. So you've got to kind of tackle this as a family and and get the parents to go first and get the the buy-in. One of the things I wanted to real quick is that a lot of times most of the people that come to us, and I was gonna save this for my you know, my exit thing that you you guys wanted me to do, but like, they're usually the only one in the family that's doing this. And so they yeah. need outside support, like, of our groups or whatever. Uh, not necessarily my group, but any group that where people are thinking like this. Because sometimes they still got to shop for the kids. They still got to shop for the spouse. Or they still got to cook or whatever. Um, and even if they're not doing those things, they got to share a house with someone who is, you know, overusing these products. And it's hard in the first 30, 60, 90 days. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you for all that, Michael. So um, the last thing uh, before we get to still the the minute uh, where you could talk about <laughs> anything you want, my friend. The last thing I want to talk about is is your book, The Last Resort yes. Sugar Detox Guide. Okay. Rated, as I said earlier, number one on Amazon's healthy living. Um, what can people expect from your book?
2: Well, they can expect a deeper dive into, you know, how this all evolved for me Um and you know the kids and like that, um, and we've brought it home, guys. We we brought it to SugarAddiction.com, and we're giving it away for free now. Oh. So you can just go there and download it from SugarAddiction.com. Um, it's still on Amazon if you want a paperback copy. You can go to Amazon and get a paperback copy. But we brought it home, and now we deliver it as an ebook for free at SugarAddiction.com. So, um, and it's awesome. called the Last Resort Sugar Detox simply because. Um, we're the last house on the block. Our average person has done over 10 different diets or wellness programs. And, but then they can do every part of those diets except get off the sugar. And so, you know, we're we're the last house on the block. You know, when they folks get here, uh, usually if they adhere to some of the suggestions that we give them, Uh, they can put this behind them. So,
0: well, that's beautiful. I I know what I will be reading um, (laughs) while I get ready for my 90 days. Um, Michael, thank you so much. Uh, before we let you go, of course, up to one minute to talk about sports, movies, (laughs) more sugar, um, advice, whatever you want to talk about, feel free to start whenever you're ready.
2: I'm going to split it into 30 and 30. So I, you guys are not alone. Uh, I half of the podcast I go on, the host says the exact same thing. He says, I really kind of got you on because I got a share problem. <laughs> so I wanted to tell you that. And what they've done is they've done our sugar challenge with their whole group. They say, Ooh. How many people want to do this with me? Mm-hmm. Right. And it, it gets a nice buy-in. And the next thing that I want to talk about, and I can talk to you about that, it's it's real simple to set up. We'll we'll show you how to do it. But we've done a bunch of them. So The next thing I want to talk about is people are probably wondering what these bottles are behind me. And it's not gin and whiskey, gin and and vodka. Okay. (laughs) It's a water collection from all over the world. Right. I don't Mm. know if you can see that, but this is an Italian water. Uh, and it's a beautiful bottle. And the reason I drink this stuff and the reason I collect it is because of the bio bio availability. This is at whole foods. It's, it's a, it's on sale. I mean, it's a great product. I don't get anything from it, but, um, is the bioavailability of the minerals, uh, magnesium and calcium, specifically from spring water in glass, because it's delivered all through the day? And if you're going to be out traveling, always be looking for these kinds of mineral waters in glass, because when you come in as a sugar per sugar addict, you are really seriously depleted in magnesium and calcium. It mm-hmm. it leaches it, the sugar leaches it out of the body. So. Bottled water in glass, mineral water specifically from the spring source, not aquafana and the <laughs> santi. That's like, that's like pro, uh, produced water. It's like a product, uh, you know, like a um, high fr- – or what do you call it? Uh, um, no, it's, I can't believe that uh, uh, it's something, <laughs> but, you know, highly uh, palatable sugar stuff, food. So.
0: so, okay, so the, the spring water in a glass – um, yes. That is the way to go because we need to fill up with some magnesium and calcium when we start these detox.
2: Yeah. And it's more bioavailable even than supplements and even, okay. you know, in the electrolyte stuff you get. And another le- quick t- tip for some of the folks with withdrawals just a little sea salt, not the crap salt, but the good salt, sea salt under your tongue with the mineral water will help your electrolytes during the withdrawal.
0: Love it. Yeah. All right. Um, well, you've given me enough, and and as as I would suggest for all of our viewers and listeners, to make sure to go to www.sugaraddiction.com where you could pick up uh, Mr. Michael Collins' book, The Last Resort, the Last Resort Sugar Detox Guide. I as I said, I am starting on July 17th, the day after my birthday. Uh-huh. I'm doing 90 days. And uh, I will be doing it somewhat publicly so people can know how I'm doing. Um, but, yeah, I, I I was on this page, and I was happy to, to know that uh, you were coming on. So I had some personal questions for you. But I just want to thank you for your time and for informing uh, all of us from the foundation as well as our viewers and listeners on the importance of letting go of sugar. Um, Absolutely. Todd, was hey, there anything, anything else? Anything I want to help you with, you can let me know. I appreciate it, Michael. Taj Jackson, was there anything else you want to add to that or anything? No, this is
1: this um, has been great. Great education for me. Um, I probably will be joining TJ. I don't want to commit. Oh, so look at that's that. That's why I've just been quiet. Just, <laughs> it's,
0: that, it, well,
1: it's the coffee thing that got me. So that's the thing. Like, so it's hard, Tosh, to it's quit It's just it? the balancing the headaches. But it, I know that's temporary. So it's just, it's just that aspect of it. Yeah, it's not even the coffee it's like I don't even really enjoy coffee it's just the headache aspect of it so when you're talking about the brain and the neuro and kind of wired to like crave it it makes sense because it's yeah. not even the coffee that I'm like oh I love the coffee it's just it's just cravings yeah. it's well,
2: hard you Taji, could do it though you could do it exactly oh, I know. it's better <laughs> if you guys do it together even if he's traveling you get on the phone or the computer and stuff Taji yeah. heard it you yeah. heard it. We All do right. it together. Do it together. Well, Michael, thank you again for
0: for yes. joining us. Uh, for everyone watching and listening, thank you guys for another episode of Power of Love. And we will see you guys next Wednesday. Uh, please be safe and please take care of your families. Adios.